recording. All right. Yeah, you want me to do Hello world and welcome to Unfiltered Candor, where authenticity reigns king and the truth is often painful. Uh, today we've got, uh, I'm, I'm Park. And I'm Brian, and wasn't that a great intro? And, yeah, we've been talking about <laughs> who's going to do the intro for like the last two hours, so uh, that's all right. We'll get better. Yeah. Uh, but today we want to talk about um, uh, the identity crisis that a veteran goes through as he, as he leaves the military. Uh, and everything that comes with that. Uh, but, you know, we want to talk about the the identity crisis that comes with the profession of arms uh, and, 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 and what that means and sort of um, if you're a younger veteran out there listening to this, it doesn't matter if you, you've got two years or 22 years in service, um, this definitely applies to you. And, and even though you think uh, you've got it under control, believe me, um, when, you, when you're staring down the barrel at giving that up, you, you certainly do not. So we're going to talk about the, the profession of arms and what that means for your identity. Uh, then we're going to talk about losing that identity, as you will inevitably do uh, as your career or term comes to a close. You all will lose it. Everybody, right? And and, and the key is to, to lose the right one, right? Correct. Uh, and then at the very end, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about regaining a professional identity as a civilian and a productive member of society. Um, so that you can continue to live a happy and, and healthy life. And, and I think a lot of the mental illness that comes with veterans these days um, stems from uh, the loss of that identity and not knowing how to deal with that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so uh, the identity and the profession of arms. You want to get started on that, Brian? Um, yeah, I can just... Uh, oh, I was more prepared before, but I can give you the Google definition. How about that? Of what? The pro uh, professional identity, according to Google. Yeah, let's let's hear what it has. To, what you have to yeah. say. One's self as perceived in relation to a profession and to one's member membership of it. Professional identity is created through one's beliefs and attitudes, values, motives, and experiences through which individuals define themselves in their current or anticipated professional life. Well, that's a lot of words. Yeah. I, I think what is lost in translation of, of that definition is the intensity with which you identify with a profession, right? And, and I'll draw from the analogy of an, of an accountant um, just as a comparison. Uh, and, and an accountant is not going to identify himself um, entirely as an accountant. He's going to have something else. He's got more values. He's got something else that he's passionate for. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to drive him. That's what's going to wake him up in the morning. That's what's going to keep him going when he's tired and hungry and cold and wet. Um, it, you know, should that, should that cold and wet, should that occasion ever come? <laughs> what kind of accountants cold and hey, wet, man, maybe, you know, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, but you know, the, to, to that end, um, a, a, a service member or a veteran or, or, um, a, a soldier in the profession of arms um, does have to endure those conditions 
So in order to do that and, and sort of enjoy the work and prioritize the mission, uh, there, there, there needs to be a complete and total commitment to that profession. Mm-hmm. Right? So with that comes over time uh, an identity. And, and your identity is no longer um, you know, a, a student. It's no longer um, a, a person, right? It's because you've given yourself to a higher uh, mission set. So, so now you identify with the mission, which is your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's an accountant out there that gives everything he has to crunching numbers. Maybe there is. Maybe, yeah. But I think the intensity with which a soldier commits to his profession is is rare, right? There's not a whole lot of professions out there that demand that. Yeah. And that's the one, I mean, I don't want to get, go off on a tangent, but that's the one thing that kind of irks me with the military uh, when they came up with the profession of arms concept uh, specifically trying to parallel army, army specifically because we both are in the army, serve in the army, um, with civilian sector, private sector jobs. And I, my argument has always been, and like I said, I don't want to get go off on the tangent, is sure. the army is not a regular job. No way. There's no like comparison really. And um, you might get close with like a, a cop or. or um maybe contractor of some kind. But even the idiosyncrasies in the job in itself, the culture, it's, it's separate. It's, it's, it's separate. It's separate in itself. At the end of the day, the, the, all these military institution institutions are, they, they're different than, than you working at Amazon. I, I can assure you that. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And there's a lot of parallels that people yeah. try to draw. Right. I think yeah. that's what you're getting at is that. Yeah. Just stop. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's dumb. I think if these military leaders just figure out like the army is not a real, the not, it's not a regular job and we're proud of that and take that and, and embrace that. That's, that's a win. Right. That's a win in my book. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. There, there doesn't need to be a direct correlation. Yeah. And, and um, I think moving on from here, um, the best thing that we can, you know, you're listening out there kind of keep in mind the idea of maintaining a sense of identity. Um, that is not the military. Right. So mm-hmm. like, um, identifying as a father, identifying as a husband, yes. or as a brother, or as an uncle, or something else that will that will transcend your military service. Yeah, um, that that is very very important when we talk about preparing to lose the identity because yeah. you don't think about losing it until it's time to lose it, right? And there's so many circumstances under which you can lose an identity, right? There's good circumstances, there's bad circumstances, there's mm-hmm. and that's subjective by in, in its own right. Um, and sometimes you know it's coming and sometimes you don't know it's coming. And I would argue that even if you do know it's coming, uh, it's still going to be a surprise because you're looking at retirement through a scope and it's never real until you're a year out or that med board drops, you know, the paperwork, you know, becomes tangible. And now there's like this holy shit moment where you really need to get your shit together because even though you knew it was coming and you were going to plan for it and you, you have these grandiose ideas of what you're going to do in retirement uh now shit's real and, and you and you got to get it you got to rope it in yeah and i i've i went through a couple of these instances where um i believed i thought i knew how it was going to be when i retired i i, I thought i was prepared right i thought i i took all these jobs in the military um 
each job is a st uh, is like a step for the next level, you know, become better, better, uh, better jobs, better uh, leadership, uh, more responsibility. And it prepares you for whatever it, in your brain, right? Yeah. And then you think, well, when I get out, I'm going to get this big job. Uh, I'm going to get this big paycheck getting six figures. I really believe this in many aspects, right? It's possible. Right. It, it is. But at the same time, if it's not realistic, not realistic. Right. It's got to be feasible. Right. And do you want to do the nine to five? And and a lot of you listeners out there will realize that Brian likes to go on tangents and rant. And I'm very passionate about some of these topics. But the one thing I want you to take from this is when you think when you're going to get out and you think you know what you're going to do, that's probably not what you're going to do. Well, that's the paradox preparing <laughs> yeah. for something that you've never done. Yeah. Right. Like you can prepare for a retirement yeah. in, in ad nauseum. Yeah. Right? But until you have retired, you don't know how to prepare for something that you've never done. You can listen to people and you can yeah. read books and you can listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos. But ultimately, those aren't you. Right? Yeah. Those authors and those broadcasters and, and those those content creators don't have your set of values and then they, they don't know what your passions are. Uh, so you got to be true to yourself. And that goes mm -hmm. back to establishing an identity that is exclusive from the, the profession of arms. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying don't dedicate to the profession of arms. I'm saying that understand that the profession of arms will one day be gone. Yeah. And don't let that surprise you. Yeah. So take it for us, uh, for both of us. Um, we're both very educated and uh, experienced individuals. And um, we both have, you know, in the military, in certain uh, uh, fields of uh, training and um, experience, you, you get certain classifications of, you know, for your security clearance and what have you. I, I guess what I'm trying to allude to is we both have the ability to get really nice contractor jobs. Sure. But yeah. what are we doing now? I can say we are abundantly, <laughs> um, let's see, how can I say this? I would say abundantly qualified and competitively educated yeah. to, to make money if yeah. that was where our passion and yeah. where, our, where we wanted to go, right? Like there's quite a bit of money in yeah. national security these days. But I didn't want to toot our own horn. I wanted to just let the audience know, look what we're doing now. Because it's like we're finding who we are yeah. because of this identity loss and the chaos that comes with it and almost the liberation and freedom that comes with realizing what you really want to do. Yeah, well, make no mistake. Like yeah. this process like mm -hmm. broke me. Like, yeah. you know, the, the my, my last command in the military, um I had expectations that just were not met and and um learning that the hard way just busted me down, man. Like in, in to the point where what I had to do is learn how to mourn an identity, right? Mm -hmm. I had to I had to go through learn uh that what was required was to, to uh, cycle through the five stages of grief mm -hmm. um, and, and, and be able to kind of put to rest, lay to rest that identity as if it were an entity, as if it were a human being, right? Because that person who I was as a soldier, as, as, a, as, a, as a person dedicated to the profession of arms would no longer exist. So the only way I knew to find some sort of closure was to, to, to mourn the death of that identity and when that happened, I realized that was the only identity that I had. I got right. I didn't have the foresight or the forethought to really keep an identity 
as a as a as a husband or or as a father, right? Like because that that all that stuff was done. Like my wife did that, right? Right. That was I didn't have to worry about that. I could focus on the mission. Um, but I, you know, realizing now, looking back now, that that was incredibly wrong for so, me to do. Not only to put that on her, but now I'm putting more on her because I'm falling apart. Right. So that kind of takes us back to our our first. Uh, I know we were kind of all over the place, but the profession of arms, total commitment, right? The total commitment that you were explaining, like you're all in or nothing, but there's also, there's a little bit more to that all in or nothing. I'm saying you don't, I'm saying you don't have to go all or nothing Mm -hmm. on the profession of arms. I'm saying, in fact, I'm saying don't go all. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but that, I agree. I agree with that, but that's a lot of these people in these professions cannot identify with that and they don't. They go all in, and it right. it, it creates that that well, the, think, inner turmoil. Culture that fosters yeah. that yeah. as as an only option. Like if you're going to join the army, it's mm. only the army. It's mission first. It's yeah. it's you know it's like you're going to get a divorce. Well, welcome to the club. Oh, yeah. you need a separation. Well, you know here's a beer. You know, and it's like nah, man, that is not that is not the right answer, dude. My sergeant major basically said, "Welcome to the club." That's it, exact words. It, and unfortunately, your story is not. Uh, the exception, right? That that is the rule, and that I think is a coping mechanism for guys that pour their identity into a, the profession of arms, and then they go through hardship with the family, and their kids start acting out, and they're doing poorly in school, and their wife, you know, doesn't want to be around them anymore. Mm-hmm. Then they they then further commit themselves to the profession of arms as a coping mechanism for what's getting derailed. You're you're saying it really nicely. I think it's just them. Um... Them coping for their inadequacy, inadequacies, they're they're fucking bitches. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's a whole- <laughs> they're just being bitches, and instead of manning up and like taking care of themselves, and so this is a this is a conversation, a total different yeah, conversation. I was say, this is a complete yeah, mind, like yeah. distraction, right? Distraction is it's ingrained in this culture, right? They distract themselves, and uh, whether it's with mottos or whether it's uh, protecting the organization or um, esprit de corps, whatever you right. know. So that that that's just my take. But go ahead. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so then, you know, the last thing we wanted to talk about, if we're going to move on mm-hmm. from um, total commitment to the uh, uh, profession of arms, then losing the identity and, and the circumstances and mourning, and and now we, you know, you get to a point where. You come to terms, in my case, the, the stages of grief, you come to terms with it. You know, sometimes I'm better at, uh, with it than other times, but mm-hmm. um, w- what I need to really focus on now is regaining a professional identity that will allow me to become a, a productive citizen as a civilian in society, right? Because I'm not going to... I'm not going to have the, the shelter. I'm not going to have the profession of arms to kind of hide behind. Right. Now, now, also keep in mind, uh, viewers and listeners, that not everybody hits this third phase. Not everybody regains an identity. Oh, yeah. A lot of people stay in the losing identity turmoil and victimize themselves. And, and they're in this constant spiral of, um, I don't want to say self-pity, but it, it, it almost is in a sense. I, I, I like to say self-destruction. Because self-destruction is fulfilling in many aspects, and it goes into the the distraction. Well, I know in my right. experience, yeah, mm-hmm. that that self, uh, I would call it self, in my case, it's self-loathing. Right. Right. And that spiral, that chaos, uh, I welcome that chaos. Right. 
because whether it's a true threat or a perceived threat, I get I get that that endorphin rush of of um, that chaotic disorganization and it's a sense of control. So like I, I am in my own prison, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm okay with that because I'm used to it, right? I, I enjoy that sort of misery and suffering for the sake of not really knowing what the positive feelings are. It's because it's scary and it's, and it's vulnerable. But it's, it's it, it seems like it's almost like a sense of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you're um, penance. Sure. You're serving penance yeah. almost. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sentence. Yeah, yeah. You sentence yourself. You are your own yeah. uh, judge and jury. Yeah. And then like in my case, the uh, drowning myself in alcohol and uh, distracting myself with multiple women or what have you, you know, that was my punishment. We could, we could just say <laughs> poor decisions. We can sum all that up and. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe you want to go into detail. Absolutely. It was poor decisions. But at the same time, they were distractions. And, uh, because we, you don't want to face it. Exactly. You don't it want to face it distract, you don't want to face reality. In shame. Yes. Right? And so uh, what I was trying to get at is a lot of people stay in the second phase of the losing identity. And whether it's the shame, the, the womanizing, the alcoholism, whatever. Whatever your, 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 your bag is. Um it it's short term fulfilling but at the same time you can stay there and keep sure. going in Until this you don't. exactly right whether you and, end it or somebody else yeah. yeah and so i just wanted to make that point that a lot of our brothers and sisters whether they're military or first responders or even other types of professionals they once they lose their identity they never recover or they stay in this um state of loathing and punishment or penance and it's you need to identify it right and um to move on to regaining your own personal and or professional identity and i I think a really solid first step in regaining that professional uh identity as a as a civilian as a former service member um is sort of understanding what your passions and your values are right Mm -hmm. Your, your values are are critical in just about every aspect of your life, right? Whether it's your marriage or raising your kids or training your dog or or what you choose to do for a living. Uh, but the filters through which you uh, make decisions are huge. They're massive. Like you need to acknowledge your values. And, and I'm not here to tell you which way your moral compass should point or, or how ethical or unethical you need to behave. All I'm saying is, do you, boo. Like you, you, need, to, <laughs> you need to be true to yourself and really understand what it is that you value, and what what passions you have, and then within the realm of feasible, uh, you try to make money at it, right? Right, and I I, I agree one hundred percent. Like I, I even it even says on my business card, "Don't work, do what you love." But I, I'm a realist too. I understand yeah. not everybody is. is uh, I even hate this term. I'm so blessed, you know, um, which is it's positive, but. Yeah. Not everybody has the luxury, right? As some of us. Yeah, I think there's a fine. There's yeah. a, definitely a line that you need to walk between yeah. uh, taking, you know, not taking no for an answer, and then understanding that you're not going to be uh, Captain Marvel. However, listener, my friend, who told me that because she told me like not everybody has the ability to go and do what they love. Yes, you do. Absolutely. 
you do have the ability. Yeah, you, uh-huh. you got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you need to pour a piece of your identity into it. And that goes on another topic that I know we can talk about is fear. How fear is oh. so controlling on so many levels. Yeah, fear, fear and greed. We can do. We, oh, we'll do a God. show on fear and greed, and, and yeah. I can talk about my adventures in the stock market. Just fear, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that kind of sums up it very briefly. I think we 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 I'm did. Not sure how brief we were this time. <laughs> I think well, I think we were we we try to keep it within time, of yeah, course. Yeah. But at the same time, I think we were a little bit more organized than um, last time. But um, I, I guess the key points are, you know, everybody has a a, a personal identity yeah. and whatever your profession is, and you identify with that, and that that almost becomes you, and you 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 are that thing. At the same time. You need to be cognizant to under to be aware that someday that's going to end. Yes. And you're going to have to be able to move on from that. Right. And how are you going to cope with that? I wish somebody at, um, you know, when I was uh, 16 or 18, when I was really coming into my own, I wish somebody would have told me. Uh, you wouldn't have listened, dude. I, you know, but, I, you know, I think I would have acknowledged the truth earlier than, than now. Oh, yeah. Right. But Fair I, enough. I wish somebody would have said, hey, man. Whatever you pour yourself into, make sure it's timeless, right? And and then give examples. Mm-hmm. So so like if you're out there and you're young and you want to join the military, fucking go for it, man, because it's a it's a hell of a life. Really, it's hard on your body, it's hard on your mind, but there's nothing like it, and I can't even describe it. But know that your when you establish an identity as a human being, establish it with something that will endure the entire the entirety of your life, the, the entire the test of time. Be a be a, a hell of a husband. Be the best son your mom ever had. Be uh, a, a father that is second to none. Right? Like, be something that will transcend your military career and allow you to continue identifying as something that is important. So you're not losing that battle at, at the end of your term. But why? But why, why? <laughs> why? Some people don't want to do that, man. But well, uh, I, I, I'm I know not, I'm not here to change behaviors. I'm yeah. here to. Yeah. Try and help people that need help, right? Like if you don't want to do that, then that's okay. And yeah. I'm I appreciate you listening this long. Yeah. So we covered those three topics. And I yeah. th- if you have any um suggestions, yeah, or comments, uh, comments like please... share, subscribe. I don't know. I don't even know what platform this is going on. <laughs> like, share, subscribe, and uh please be um candid. Be candid. If yeah. you don't like us, say it, right? Well, that's the only way we know to get better, right? And we're not yeah. going to cater to every mean comment out there, but we encourage the discontent and we encourage the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you genuinely disagree, let's have a discussion about yeah. it. Let's, let's talk about it, right? I, I, we have, I, I don't know how to, we can get, well, people will call in. We can talk. Yeah. All that I ask is uh, that you be civil. Uh, don't exaggerate terms and and try not to speak in totalities, right? Yeah. Like always is and nevers and... and, and yeah, that's a, pe- never good. That is a pet peeve. Totality, gonna, right? Yeah. We, well, and as a, that's another conversation, but as a society, that's what we do, right? We, we generalize and, and we do it poorly. Um, but all that being said, uh, thanks for listening. All right. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>